0: Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Jenna, but she goes by a different name?
1: Yeah, I also go by Botanical J. All
0: Um, right, you got to enlighten me on why Botanical J. But from, hold on, from a person that would just meeting you like right now with no other further communication besides setting up the kind of appointment a little bit is more like botanical as in flowers.
1: Yes, botanical as in flowers and as in botany and like the science of uh flowers and ecology and like the little environment that they hang around
0: so why exactly flowers botany all these other things why is that such an interest
1: (laughs) so it's a funny story actually i wasn't always into uh botany um as a kid i loved dirt but like didn't really know anything of it and then i had gone into um actually the fashion industry like complete opposite uh, found out some crazy things about about that sort of industry, left it, and needed to do something with my life. Um, and uh, spent a lot of time at this and volunteering at this garden, at this botanical garden. And it was there that I was like, wait a second, I kind of love this. And I started studying botany. Um, and then it, it just kind of clicked one day that uh, this is my life now, <laughs> and that um, I started to really realize that there's a, a lot of reflection of, of human nature within actual nature. So I decided that that became my thing, and I just kind of ran with it ever since.
0: Now, when we say it kind of relates to kind of human nature, is that just because we spread everywhere? Is that <laughs> is that what we're talking about? Is it more the fact of like, there's sometimes even with like the roughest parts of nature, there's always like a rocky part to it, whether it's a hurricane or a certain day where it's a thunderstorm. Um, we all have those moments, but then when there's also a peaceful, more homegrown side of us where we seem to come kind of back to our roots a little bit. You know, I know so many people that like started off doing something and then for 20, 30 something years ended up going a completely different direction, then coming right back to what was first imprinted to them in the beginning. And I'm like, because that's your roots. That's where you're comfortable and that's where you always will be comfortable
1: totally I totally agree I think you actually really just said it best it's it's a little bit of both um I think yeah we we spread out across nature but it's exactly that like we have our own reflections of like I can be as angry as a hurricane but I can also be as peaceful as like a, a babbling stream um seriously like looking at at nature has really actually helped me get through a lot of my own like mental challenges and some of like the, the things in life but yeah that's that's kind of what it is too I I realized um like I didn't I didn't know this but my family was were the ones that were like oh Jenna yeah you used to love dirt like of course like you you love nature and I'm like oh like that does make a lot of sense I definitely used to roll around in dirt So I definitely agree with you on that one I actually personally I believe that all humans uh, need to take back their roots, uh, back to the to the dirt or the soil, as botanists would say. That's why you
0: hear so many people taking drugs and going out into nature. I'm like, you really don't need to take drugs to go experience that, but it definitely helps bring you back to a sense of wholeness, I say. It helps kind of strip down the fabric of reality to down what's important. But I mean, you're talking to a fellow nature boy, uh, only on the concept of, I used to go camping all the time as a kid. It was one of the most funnest things in the world. And obviously, you know, if my dad's listening, he'll be like, yeah, but all you really cared about was the Mortal Kombat arcade machine that was at the store. It was like, yeah, but it was like, there were nights. I mean, I remember being a little kid and catching a uh, lightning bugs and stuff. You don't see those anymore. At least down here, I they're just completely gone. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Because People kind of overgrew like a weed, and they kind of took over most of nature. I mean, it really sucks from when I was a kid, I used to skate all around town. I used to go by all these old spots, at old DVD rental place, and then there would be like a mile of just nothing but trees and fields. And now when I go by, it's nothing but a Verizon wireless, a Walmart, and it all got cut down. I'm like, damn, like there's a perfect, there's a house that used to be on this, like 50 miles of just, I mean, nothing, just straight field, nothing. It was one house on this one highway. And I was like, that sucks. His house is right on the highway. But I'm like, he's got all this wonderful field. I just went there recently. It's near my buddy's house and he lives out in the country. It's not really the country anymore because they built nothing but homes that look exactly like the homes beside them. I mean, bam, like exactly alike. like we got lost for like two hours in that neighborhood because everything looked the same. And I was like, you know, what really sucks is that this is cool because we have a bunch of new houses, but it's a waste because there's nobody living in them. And we still have a homeless problem. That's just, that gets me bigger than anything.
1: I really like that of what you're bringing up. There's two things that, especially that, that homeless part, because um, first question, where are you based out of right now?
0: Ocean City, Maryland.
1: Maryland. Okay. Interesting. So you're saying that you actually don't see as many lightning bugs out there?
0: I don't see barely any compared to what I used to see. I used to be able to catch so many of them, I could put them in a jar. And then my dad was like, "You got to poke holes in that sun." And I was like, "Oh, oh, they got to stay alive, don't they?" And then I, I, did that. But then, um, yeah, I don't. We don't see them really any, hardly any. I mean, maybe one or two. But I used to see 50, 60, 70 of these things in in our backyard. I go to my buddy's house. I'm like, where, you remember lightning bugs? He goes, "You yeah, haven't seen them in a couple of years. I'm like, is it the weather? I'm like, I don't know, because like we're experiencing 100 degree heat now. Maybe that's what it is. But like, it, it was so much more of a thing. And then he also brought up a good point. He goes, you know what else we don't see anymore? Can you take a guess of what has kind of disappeared a little bit?
1: Oh God, I have so many guesses. Uh... I don't know, why did you tell me for the sake of it's, time.
0: It happens to do with uh, Elon Musk when he sent a Tesla into this. Well, the stars, for instance, you look up at night, there's not as many as there used to be, at least when I was a kid. And then someone brought up the point, oh, it's because the lights burned out. You know, that lights st- those stars are way burned out. The light's just hitting us for a million. I'm like, no, it's because our ozone layer has gotten so polluted that it's harder for us to be able to see those stars at night. You know how many times, like you have to go somewhere like Hawaii, or someplace that is not heavily populated, just to be able to see the sky. I'm like, we, we're we doing this and we care about 5G? What the fuck? Like, it's the biggest thing that gets me.
1: I totally agree with you. There's so many, oh my God, side segments we can go off of that 5G. My main thing is, I, now I'm really curious. I didn't know that you're not seeing any any lightning bugs. I was born in Virginia. My family, we lived close, we were in Northern Virginia, so we were close enough to Maryland and D.C. Um, so I too used to totally like catch all those lightning bugs and whatnot, but um, now I'm in California, so we don't have lightning bugs out here. But um, so now I'm really curious. I have to I have to go look into that, um, and the reason why you aren't seeing those as many as many as you should. And then on top of that, um, oh my God, talk about this ozone layer! Like, whew. Uh, did you know that one of the most pollute like one of those polluted industries that wreck this planet is actually the um the concrete industry because for every pound of concrete produced an equal pound of carbon is also produced just think of like a pound of concrete that's so small and then a pound of gas is released into the environment for every single pound that's produced so we sit here and we try to talk about oh let's recycle our plastic when in reality China's not even buying our plastic anymore San Diego doesn't even uh recycle anymore it all gets picked up and sent all to the trash Uh, furnace. Um, People
0: would hear me talk about things. They'd be like, this guy, you're obviously pro environment. I'm like, no, I'm pro people being happy. And sadly, when it comes to being happy, a lot of that you can experience is in nature. It's where some of my best moments in life are. It's the best form of therapy, being able to see it. People paint it for God's sakes. I mean, it's literally something where, you know, you see a Bob Ross painting, you're like, damn, like that's That's beautiful that he's able to see that. I mean, if I have to close my eyes or if I go out, like I live in a beach town, Ocean City, Maryland. So I have the bay on one side and the ocean on the other. Smelling that ocean air is like all my stress, all my worries. I get goosebumps just thinking about it, that just wash just completely out of me. And I'm like, you smell that salt, you know, whatever. If if you love trees too, it's the same reason why I want to go live in the mountains. I want to change the scenery, but it's just this thing that's an overwhelming, calming feeling when you feel like you can actually focus in on extreme detail. And it's one of the most important things like I would never want to lose my sense of touch only because I want to be able to stick my hand down into some sand and feel the, feel those grains just slip in between my fingers. And I'm, like I said, I'm not an environmentalist, you know, I like nice buildings. I like, you know, old architecture. I like, you know, stuff going to the store and shit, but it's like, we've overgrown as people. We're not, you know, I live in a small community where every house has a small little yard, but it's not even a fucking yard. You can't do what you want with it. You can't have a bonfire pit. You can't do anything. You can't really sit on your back porch and you can buy flowers from Walmart. But I'm like, no, I want to experience the wildness of it. And like my cousin took a, what I forgot. It was like, I think it was eight tabs of Molly And he started building a garden in our backyard. I'm like, dude, you can't do that. He's like, why? I'm like, because that's my backyard. And that's also half of our neighbor's backyard. He goes, I think the neighbors would love to come in too. So he made a trail from the back of our house to our neighbor's house. Then it's a giant bonfire pit in the middle. And I'm like- we don't even like those neighbors. Like those guys, those guys are like, if their grass isn't three inches tall, they're going to complain about it to the homeowners association. He's like, Hey, yo, I'll give them some Molly and they'll calm down. I'm like, They're in their seventies. They're not doing Molly.
1: That's hilarious. That's really funny that you say that though, because, um, I'm also an advocate for psychedelics. I know that this is probably not the best place for my business to be speaking about that. But I'm definitely an advocate for psilocybin um, mushrooms, which is, it's definitely, I will definitely agree that psychedelics actually changed and saved my life. Um, I definitely was not uh, at a place where I thought life was worth living. Um, And it wasn't until I did uh, psychedelics that I realized that (laughs) that I'm part of that nature. So that story that you're telling me is really beautiful because it was through psychedelics that your friend literally wanted to bring people together. That's what nature does, is that it literally is supposed to connect us instead of separate us. And that's what I kind of like about what you're saying about being um, an overgrown human race, which on top of that, a very a very interesting fact is, is the human race is actually not overpopulated. We're too congested. So that's actually one of the problems. If we were actually spread out across the globe and not in these congested cities, it's these congested cities that create such bad pollution and such bad like it's crazy if we were the amount of trash that we would have if we weren't in these conjugated cities we we wouldn't have this problem it's because we've become so self-reliant i'm sorry so not self-reliant so reliant on um our governmental subsidies that we no longer have the ability to be self-sustainable that's a huge fucking problem
0: (laughs) that really makes sense if you think about all the lands that people have like 50 60 acres and i'm like if we just evenly displaced everyone throughout the whole entire united states or even the world instead of just grouping up into major cities but it's really weird and it also links down into a little bit of what i would call like Why everybody's kind of like copying each other in every single way and every single attitude, every single look, all these trends and stuff is because when you're surrounded around too many people, for instance, like if, you know, during COVID don't want to bring it on that one, but when you were locked in your home with your family. You know, you guys got along for a week, but then after two weeks, someone's reaching for a butter knife. You can't really get along with your family every day without that little break in between, maybe a couple hours you can go to your room without you guys getting frustrated. It's because people need to be together as a community, but also need to have their space for some self-improvement as well. A little bit of self-care, which I'm not really pro for. I think that if the world wasn't so evil Or we didn't act so mean to each other, we wouldn't need self-care. It would be a lot of us, you know, because when people always talk about self-care, they're like, oh, I finally get a couple days off work to just relax and do nothing and work on me. And I'm like, yeah, but if you didn't work the hours you worked and then if you also weren't in such a stressful life situation, you wouldn't need that time. You would be way more happier." But then I look at going back to the community thing. We're all in major cities is because when I say links to kind of how we structure this copycat mentality is when you get around somebody for way too long, you guys start to become basically each other. It's like syncing up in a way, but more on the fact of like you'll start looking a little bit like that person. You'll start it's um, I started to experience it, for instance, when I worked at a hotel, I worked all around all Latinos and I worked with black people. I started picking up on different things. Started like my accent. I would start to have like a little, a bit of a Hispanic thing. And I was like, "What am I doing? I don't mean to be so offensive." Yeah, like I'm not trying it.
1: to a cultural. Program. Yeah, but
0: it's it's because your brain's trying to make you fit in by trying to give you those things because that's how you survive is adapting to survival. And I start looking at that. I'm like that's why there's Boston accents. There's all these other things. And after like a year, if you live in Boston, you'll end up talking with that place. Me all right. You'll start having that twang to it. And my cousin was explaining it to me because my cousin, the one that was building the backyard, for instance, um, he is not my actual blood. He's my long lost cousin, but me and my brother are half brothers. So he's my brother's cousin. But, you know, family's family, depending on, you know, relationship, obviously blood, it's more than blood. Well, he came over and he lived with us for a whole year. We started picking up certain traits of each other. We started really kind of like going in and he goes, because you've been around me so long, you start picking up the same thing. We start kind of syncing up in a way. And it's the same thing with the ever seen adopted kid. And they kind of look like their parents. You're like, how is that possible if you're adopted is because you're there long enough, your body starts to morph into kind of certain features and things. I'm like, that's the same thing with plants. Plants do the same exact shit. Like nobody really realizes this. And we treat that like garbage. And I'm like, and then it explains why we treat everyone else like around us. or most people do like kind of like garbage in themselves because we have an initial thing to care, but it's, it's more about ourselves rather than caring as a whole.
1: I think that's super interesting because I, you bring up uh such a good point in the fact that I actually think it's a little bit deeper that that uh that, mm, that rip there, the fabric
0: like, off, rip it off. Come on, I I'm, that that I'm like
1: trying to <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to word this correctly. So so this this humanitarian societal problem that we have of not being able to stand each other, right? I do agree with you in the sense of that we we need that balance of self uh isolation, for improvement, um, or just to regenerate. Um, I personally think because I recently had to move back in with my mom to help take care of her for health reasons, and um, on top of COVID, I just need to help her with rent. Um, So, but because of that, I'm realizing her and I have a lot more problems that we have to work through than I thought that we did, and um, I kind of see this this COVID thing as a blessing in disguise because it's forcing people to go back to their roots, and if they're willing, they get the chance to fix it. And if they're not willing to recognize these problems and then just continue in these cycles of of toxicity that make us uh, inherently react in a way that is seen as evil or ineffective, um, then that's that's kind of where where I'm where I'm really starting to get at is as a society, we're so distracted by uh, these conjugated things because we have a whole agenda going on, right, of trying to distract us from nature because nature and, and psychedelics as well bring us back to this, but nature is what helps you realize the type of power that you have, and when you start to recognize yourself in the trees, which I'll explain in a second, um, you start to realize <laughs> that that kindness kind of comes back. Because you start to see that nature is savage. And yes, we as humans are, are inherently kind as well. I do believe that we are all inherently kind. I think evil and I think evil is taught. Um, evil. Savagery is different. But um, the whole... <laughs> where am I getting at? Um,
0: well, I think what you're truly trying to state here is the fact that nature is unpredictable. People always say that. And I think the reason why is as people, we're pretty predictable because we've been on autopilot for so long when it comes to COVID, for instance, like when you were mentioning that, a lot of people, and I think honestly, everyone fell out of a system, fell out of their routines. Um, The essential workers probably experienced it a little bit different. And we started to realize what essential really meant to the world. Um, But when everyone that was staying home I saw so many people start up something that they thought in a million years was just a dream and they ended up forgetting about it because every day you're doing the same exact thing over and over and over and over and over over again. So it's like a program. Then we all kind of fell out of the system and now we're working back into a system. We're trying to do it in a new way, but still kind of the same type style thing. A lot of people aren't agreeing with it And a lot of people aren't feeling that safety as they did before. Um, And I don't think it's really going to give them a chance because people talk about a second wave. People talk about whatever. I don't want to go down the COVID rabbit hole. But (laughs) when it goes to nature can't be in a system, can't be in a peg because they don't know if it's going to be rainy one day, sunny the next, snow the next day or do this. So they're just growing and they're trying their best to do what they possibly can to find their roots and bring their ground in if you really want to get deep with it. And the fact is, that's what people are trying to do. But we think the best way is by living by a system. Honestly, it's good to be spontaneous. Yes, that routine is comfortable, but it's not, as we saw, it's not always going to be there 24-7. I think more people need to experience more time with things that really matter, things that create a wholeness in oneself. And for a lot of that, it happens to be with your family. It happens to be with going outside and experiencing the world traveling, for instance, because next thing you know, you're working for a company for 25 years thinking, oh, this is getting me to the next day and the next day and the next day. Did you want to say you got to the next day or did you want to say you made today? Like that's kind of the whole thing.
1: I was listening to a song last night, actually, that the lyrics hit me. I love listening to to things and I love hearing it over and over again because I'll hear something different every time. And yesterday, the lyrics that came up were, um, yes, you're living, but are you really alive? And and I love that because it really does feel like because of this programming that we have and because of this, whatever this agenda that we're trying to, that, whatever is trying to keep us in, um, it it does. And I really hope that that COVID has, I, I've seen personally within my own friends, people are realizing, oh, I fucking hate my job, or this doesn't serve me, or like this doesn't, you know, this doesn't serve my my soul, it doesn't make me happy, and this is something that luckily I feel blessed that I've learned. Um, about five six years ago and I'm only 26 um so I learned it really young some people are learning it in their 30s 40s 50s 60s right now and I'm so grateful for that um, I hope people don't take that that's one of the biggest things I don't want anyone to feel guilt right now but this that's why I see this as a blessing as this in disguise is that it kind of like halted everything and now everyone's just kind of like whoa, whoa, whoa what just happened and now they're kind of and now some people they want to be they don't like to think for themselves. So they want to be kind of like taught like that. But others are really, are really inspired by this time and are turning back to their, their nature and their roots. And I, that's one thing that I personally, I don't want to say I'm capitalizing on in the capitalistic way, but um, in the spiritual way is I'm seeing this happen and I just want to encourage people to keep doing that and to keep going back to their roots. And that's pretty much like what my business is actually about is, yes, it's about plants, but really it's about getting you to understand how you're just part of this.
0: Well, how, how exactly are you trying to educate? Like, cause you kind of consider yourself an educator in a way. So when you're trying to educate people in this, how are you, how exactly are you trying to, you know, if you're going to get a stubborn old man or if you're going to get a stubborn person, because honestly, if you're telling me to do something, I'm probably going to do the opposite. But if you're, you're explaining to me something, I'm going to understand it a little bit more. I like the respect factor behind things.
1: Totally. And I learned that the very hard way as well. Um, and also, psychedelics help me do this as well. Is is learning to not force things, but to be water and just let things flow. Um, but That's I, a I, Bruce kinda... Lee quote. <laughs> it is a Bruce Lee quote. Very good. Um, I definitely uh, I saw that on ESPN. I definitely want to uh, save that one. Uh, Bruce Lee has his little documentary coming out. But
0: you must flow um, like water.
1: Yes, it's it is so important. It's crazy. Water is so powerful and so forceful. It carves mountains, but when you try to pick it up, you can't.
0: See, okay, hold on a sec. If we're talking about obstacles, I saw a golf game that gave me a good respect for golf in general. The dude hit a ball and he got the whole crowd to move this giant boulder that was in the way. I was like, what? I didn't know you could do that. Like, that's freaking amazing. You got, a of, you got a bunch of people. Like, technically, he played it where it lied. He just got all these people to move this one-ton boulder. But Bruce, honestly, his best quote I've ever heard is, God gave you this uh, road because you're tough enough to walk it. And that's because any problem that comes into your path is the fact that you can overcome that. But see, the thing is where self care kind of comes in the factor and you really kind of where I have my issue with it. We don't, F- we don't focus on the problems that come into our paths a lot of the time. We don't address them, and what we do is we push it to the next thing. Oh, I'll get that later. I'll get that yeah, later. I'll get that later. Have
1: do my self care first.
0: But once you do that, you push all these obstacles away. They're just going to keep piling up, and then you're getting hit with three obstacles and four obstacles. I'm like, you can you can take one on one easy, but when you're piling all those things up, I always mention that your soul is like a a glass pane, I would say. And every day you get a little tiny little stress fracture in there. And all you're doing is putting a bandaid over it and going to bed. Then the next day, how long until, how many days until that thing shatters? You know, it's like you're eventually there. I mean, I have my moments too. I got hit with a fucking whirlwind last weekend and I'll be honest with it. And you know, you can be honest as much as you want to. I got a text on Friday saying that my grandmother has a terminal illness stage four lung cancer, and I think a brain tumor. That hit me after, I mean, I'm already dealing with my own medical issue. And then I found out not even two days later on Sunday at two o'clock in the morning, my buddy fell out of a three-story balcony and died. So on top of that, and then today going to a court appeal for medication that I needed, got Rescheduled, so nobody told me. So I drove an hour down there, and they canceled it. And now they're saying, "Oh, you've went through the wrong process. You actually have to start back at square one and do all this." And I'm like, "Hey, fucking a!" Hey,
1: <laughs> universe, fuck you! <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: That literally makes you feel like somebody is literally like, "Did did I like?" I'm just sitting there like, "Did I fuck anybody out there? Did I do yeah, something?" what did I do? Yeah. But you know what really pulled me out of that? Like, I wouldn't have even been able to do this podcast if this didn't happen. And that was I was driving and i'm not not gonna lie i had high hopes playing on the stereo it just came on the radio so i was like oh that's a fucking good song turn that one up and i drove by and i saw something i had not seen since i was a child and that was honeysuckles and i swear to you i pulled over the car and i tried to you know my best to get some honey out of those honeysuckles and let me tell you something after four or five of them and barely getting anything i got a little pissed but i ended up getting like a good one so i was like i started to remember because it had been so long since i was a little child where i had actually tried to you know enjoy a honeysuckle and when after you know falling back into that routine and realizing oh there's something here that i still remember something that i left a long time ago that there's some things i need to pick back up so With all that being said, you know, that was a very important thing I need in my life. And I think for a lot of people out there, they need to realize that there's something out there for them like that. I'm pretty sure you probably had multiple experiences where it's brought you back to a certain point.
1: Totally. It almost brings me back every time. And I think, um, for one, I want to apologize for all the challenges you're going through. But I also don't necessarily like to, of course, I feel sympathy and empathy for you. But the way that I see it now that now when I hear these struggles and for all the freaking struggles I've gone through, I don't even know how I'm alive today. But um, I think that I, I almost welcome these challenges at this point when stuff like that happens to me back to back to back to back. And I just keep getting slapped around. It's just like, whoa, like what's going on? That is my favorite time to be like, okay, because because I I, I strongly believe in a higher power and it's not necessarily the way that organized religion believes in it. I believe that that's the universe's way of being like, hold on. It's kind of like what we were just talking about. You, we let these things pile on up, pile up, and then in other ways, these challenges start to manifest. And that also comes into play with the self-care thing. I also personally hate the term self-care. Um, I think it's misconstrued, and um, I also feel like society tends to pick up on certain phrases and words, and then reuses them over and over and over until they have no more meaning. Um, and self-care is one of them. Awareness is starting to become one of them. Um, mindfulness is now one of them. Like, what the fuck does mindfulness mean? Like nobody fucking knows what that means. And that really bothers me. And so when I say self-care, to me, self-care is handling those challenges. Self-care is turning off the phone and putting it to work.
0: Not a spa, not a spa day or something like that.
1: No, fuck that. I mean, like, sure, I'll take like (laughs) that's my reward. You know what I mean? My 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 self-care is doing all these things. So that I can feel that peace in my heart. A cluttered mind, like it's almost like a cluttered room is a cluttered mind. A cluttered mind is a cluttered room. So it's kind of like we really have to reassess what these things mean to us. And I really like that. That um, one of the things that brought you out of out of that sort of funk was kind of like halting you and seeing these. Because that's what I do. You got to, you've got to believe that I pull over on the side of the road all the time for plants. Um, I really should get a, a sticker that says I break for wildflowers.
0: That's a, be a good one. I'll tell you that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. But I think like, what's interesting is just like, everyone's got that memory or got to form therapy. It doesn't even have to be with nature. It can be with anything. But like for me, that was such a big thing in my life. I don't like, I, I spent a lot of my time when I as a little, little kid with family, obviously doing camping trips and stuff. And then once I hit in my teenage years, I was a lot more by myself. My parents, you know, we're always gone working or something. So a lot of my time I just spent home and I would just go out and skateboard. I mean, late night, one o'clock in the morning skating sessions, just skating through town with headphones in listening to music, green day, whatever's going through my uh, headset, whatever. And, you know, you, but back in the day when you had like the freaking CD player hooked to your hip, So not like an iPhone. So that was even twice the more struggle you had to keep freaking making sure the distance scratch and everything. But like, I get those moments when I'm sitting out, like I live by a giant pond, you know, every morning I go to work at like 4.30, 3.30 in the morning. So, you know, the other day there was fog right over the thing. It just brought me back to the one time, like I saw the movie, The Mist. And I remember just sitting outside, you know, before school and there was a fog delay of two hours. So I just sat in the fog. I was like, imagine if monsters just came out. Like, but then that, that hits me now. And I'm like, man, like, how many people are going to get nostalgia off their fucking phone?
1: I know. That's
0: what blows my mind. I'm like, when I see my cousin playing Fortnite, I'm like, dude, you don't want to get nostalgia off a screen. You want to get nostalgia outside. Like when you see dog shit, do you not think of somebody chasing you with a stick? yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Oh my God.
1: Yeah. I totally agree with you. And that's, that's kind of, um, again, how, how I'm trying to capitalize on all this, this, uh, break in in society right now I really hope that I mean I, I don't think we're ever go back to what normal ever was I really hope that we don't I literally pray every fucking day that we don't go back to that but um but that's kind of of what I'm trying to do of, of educate people I'm trying to tr- trying to use those nostalgia tactics or or even like I mean I don't like I can't sit there I don't know every one of my demographic I don't know every single person and and I don't know every person that looks up at, at my stuff but um I can only hope that the same people who are looking at my stuff are, are the same people who are also trying to maybe consciously or subconsciously seek that type of um...
0: Here, here's the thing though. When you're an educator, when you're doing what you know you're doing with your page and everything too, the most important thing is is that you do what makes you happy. You do what you do. Um, you be you. Yeah. It's it's gotta be you because like if you're doing like for instance, like even with a podcast or something, when somebody starts trying to structure themselves off what people might want to think or what might people want to like, I'm like, then you lose yourself and you lose why you started it in the first place. I mean, obviously you want views and stuff, but don't be a celebrity and tell people what they want to hear, do what you want to do and say what you want to say and let that lead somewhere. I think our issue with society is we took down our role models we made them from being superheroes oh they're superheroes now we're looking up to johnny depp we're looking up to all these celebrities i'm like you're not understanding the main issue here those are people they have flaws
1: i want to talk about that for sure because uh, i
0: love johnny depp please don't shit i I love johnny Depp.
1: (laughs) i just want to actually bring up and this is going to be controversial for i'm so sorry for whoever's watching this but juneteenth was like presented by like Pharrell or something. Like when in reality, do you know what Juneteenth is? Do you, did you hear about any of that?
0: I probably saw a post about it and then I scrolled yeah. right through it.
1: Same, cause I'm not in, well, look, Black Lives Matter. I'm into it, but, um, but to take a celebrity such as a musician and use them as a representative for <laughs> like for black history, like, or for any history in general, like, I'm not even talking about just Black history, but just history in general, if we're going to use an entertainer, what does that tell you? Don't you think you want to find, like, I don't know about you, but I want to watch somebody who has not only a historical background, but, like, like, I don't, I just don't want it to, it it just felt so, I don't want to say fake, but it felt so, like, a joke to me, and it felt, and I feel so sad about that, Um, because you're right, these role models that we're putting in place are just uh, and, and I kind of want to talk really quick about like, that was me at that point, at one point when I was younger, and I, and I feel like, I mean, it's, it's human, uh, it's just like a human characteristic that we want to be acknowledged, and that we want to be validated, and when I first started my journey, I, I wasn't actually Botanical J, I was um, another company's name, and then J, uh, I don't, I'm not going to shout that one out, he doesn't deserve it, but, uh, <laughs> but cause at one point, uh, they were like, uh, do you want to start calling yourself something else? Like not this person, but maybe like Botanical J. And I was like, sure. And then lo and behold, it took like that moment that I was no longer this person's name. I was Botanical J and I was my own because before I started doing, um, just all types of botanicals, um, I was, uh helping manage commercial cannabis and I was a veg manager for two different companies that um, were providing clones um, all throughout California. So, Did you not like uh, the
0: clone aspect because it seemed like unnatural a little bit?
1: No, I don't really care about that because um, cloning happens in nature. A um, uh, Deer can come run by and break off a branch and that branch can fall into the ground and if the ground is moist enough that it'll start a whole new tree. Um, so cloning is not necessarily, it's just that word cloning that sounds terrible, but it's just like propagation. It's just like repropagating stuff. Um, makes me think I, of Superman. <laughs> inter- makes me think of our own cloning behaviors of like humans. I think it's very, I words are very funny. Um,
0: They're but just yeah, noises so- that come out of our mouth. That mean something. But I agree with you on the aspect of, the the hero thing obviously of who we're looking towards we're looking we're looking for an answer and we think that the guy who has the most money or the guy that's number 1 trending is going to be the one that has it and i think the issue is that for a lot of people there's not this hate there's not this comparative mentality but for a lot of us there is there's just a lot of people that want to figure out like we have to start comparing what other people have like oh he's got a nice house he's got this he's got that and now we're at a point where we've let so many things through. We've let people get away with so much and be like, okay, well, we can fix that for you if it makes you uncomfortable. That has gotten to a point where now people just want to be outraged over everything. Cancel culture is so freaking big. People are canceling cereal box characters, they're canceling anything because it's offensive. And it's like, is it offensive, though, or are you just being like just because you want to get a name in there? It's like when PETA got so mad at the government and the government was like, fine, you know what we'll do? We'll take the animals behind the bars on Animal Crackers off, and they won't be behind bars anymore. And Peta's like, "It's a fucking win! It's wait, a wait, win!" Wait, I'm like,
1: happens.
0: dude, if oh you look God. at if you look at the old school Animal Crackers and look what they're it's at now.
1: Joke. You see this shit? This is what I'm talking about. It, like, I I, was, I have my own reservations against Peta. Peta is not
0: important a- shit that had gone by the wayside, and Peta thought it was a win. I'm like, do you not notice they're doing major shit in Iraq and they're doing some things that we're not supposed to? Like this is back in, in like. 2003 and they're like hold on a second but we got the animals out from behind the bars and i'm like but but who the fuck's buying animal crackers it's goldfish or nothing
1: god see that's, that's exactly what i'm talking about is is because of all this secondary agenda this of uh, this type of agenda keeps us distracted from what we really need to do which is this soul searching to repair ourselves as a human race so we can stop engaging in these toxic behaviors that is literally my soul's purpose is I after after trying to like seek out that validation and I always tried to be like oh like subconsciously I was trying to send those good vibes but really I just wanted those likes um and it wasn't until I had like a really abrupt like I I I was homeless like I I went from living the dream to like legalization happened my two bosses were seen as con men, stole six, stole a million dollars for six greenhouses that never got built. And then all of a sudden, like my, my world crashed. And it's because of these world crashing things that like COVID or someone losing somebody or, or being homeless. Like I've been homeless so many times, um, but I'm grateful because now I have a roof over my head. I pay, I pay my mother's rent and I pay my car, but it wasn't, that didn't happen until I allowed that destruction to happen so that I could rebuild. For example, there are some conifers, which are um, a type of tree, that literally, when the seed falls to the ground, it cannot germinate unless it gets hit by fire. It literally can't. It will not germinate unless it is caught on fire, and then, will, like, will germinate.
0: That's like what does that tell you? <laughs> it's like a devil's plant or something. It
1: sounds like it, right? But before humans even existed on this planet, there was a there was too much oxygen. And it was called the Great oxi- Oxid- Oxidation Event, where um, so much uh, oxygen – oxi- the- you, mean,
0: you mean an oxidation period?
1: Yeah, the oxidation period. What did I say? Oxidation event? What did yeah. I say? It sounded, like okay.
0: a, it sounded like a parade that was coming up.
1: <laughs> Which it kind of like it is a parade of fire just swept through Earth.
0: Oh, my God. It's the scene from uh, Tropic Thunder with Ben Stiller called Scorcher where he's got, he's got the freaking flame guns and he's sitting on top of the world on fire.
1: Oh, interesting. That's really funny. Only replace Ben Stiller with Mother Gaia and that welcome to Earth.
0: <laughs> That's the one God that scares the shit out of me. Mother Gaia? <laughs> yeah. I've read too many uh, Percy Jackson books, and I'm like, yeah. how are you going to fucking fight the Earth? Like <laughs> anytime like she could just suck you right into the thing yeah. and then you're gone forever yep
1: That's and why you ev- better honor her. <laughs> yeah
0: and everyone's just like well she's a titan technically but it's like the whole factor of like everybody's like we have to fight against her i'm like you understand she could fucking hear you you're standing on her she's the whole thing <laughs> like you'd have to be in outer space and it just i had so many problems with that book and i read that author so many times i'm like how are you gonna how this is i'm so into greek mythology it's not even funny so i was picking apart all that shit
1: i love that i love i i want to go back into my own roots of roots of Greek mythology but um like aurora that is my that is one of my favorite goddesses because i always when i was younger i had always seen um like people would always tell me like oh you bring light to a room and i didn't really like understand what that meant until like i started reading greek mythology and i learned that and Please correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Aurora the one that brings day to night? She's the one that goes across the sky to bring. Are light you talking?
0: That's that. W- no, I don't think. That. I think um, when it comes to Greek mythology, that there's a god for that, and the god is Apollo. That's um, I thought it was Aurora. Apollo's the one that rides a chariot, and he's the one that brings the sun. And the weird thing is, when it goes from Apollo, it links to his sister, who is the goddess of the hunt. And so, like, I don't know. It goes real and freaking Roman mythology is just naming it after planets, but it's like kind of the okay, same okay. mentality, I think. But We're you know, need to have a
1: whole other if I was
0: going to say Greek mythology, in which god you would relate to the most, it would be Hestia. And I don't know if you know who Hestia is, but she is the goddess of the harvest, and she which is really weird is she's not allowed into the temple of the main gods, but they always catch her outside whenever someone would approach Mount Olympus. She doesn't have her own throne inside. Not She's technically not a major god, but she would always be outside by a kindling fire, but she would offer wisdom to travelers that would come by. <laughs> because <Uh-oh. laughs> she, it, like, well, the whole factor of, like, I wouldn't want to be inside the actual Olympus. I always, my favorite God was uh, Poseidon Um, when I was a kid. That's why I love the ocean so much. I mean, I live in a beach town, water all around me. I was a water kid. So I would always be in the ocean, you know, trying to command the waves or something. But like, that's what I'm saying is when you go back to Greek mythology, Roman mythology, they gave human-like characteristics to certain things that were going on around them into the world, putting a personality into it, putting a person, making it an icon such as a god. For the instance of it makes it more relatable to us. And if you look down closer into nature, there's more relations than there are differences.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly what I, and to bring right back to my business, that's exactly what I try to do. I'm Bye. pretty.
0: I'm pretty good at this conversation thing.
1: You are pretty good. I will admit. <laughs> I, I appreciate uh, our ability to kind of loop things back. Um, but speaking of that, offering wisdom to travelers that come through—that's kind of how I am. Is, is I don't. Uh, I I don't believe that this land is ours. I believe that we inherit it from our children. Um, so we must take care of it as such, and we must uh, protect it as such. But but to relate these like <laughs> that, there's so much of us in nature, right? Really quick, because uh, like, I also love like synchronicities of numbers and whatnot and seeing um, sacred geometry and mathematics within nature. I used to hate math, by the way, um, until, until I started seeing, like, I literally could not understand science and genetics and, and math. Um, I could understand I
0: science and genetics, but I failed algebra one three times. So that was a, that was a rough one for me.
1: Um, yeah, I, I couldn't get it for some reason. I literally remember being in seventh grade and thinking to myself. I literally remember the moment I could sit there and look at the classroom and think like, huh, that's pretty cool. You know, Jenna, if you were smart enough, you'd probably do something in science. Like,
0: if somebody told me 15 minutes past five, I'm like, so 4.45? And my dad's like, no, not even <laughs> yeah, fucking that close. Too.
1: That's so funny. That's different. That's like that. Yeah, that's that's like phrasing and whatnot. But but within nature, you see a lot of these synchronicities. Um, sunflowers have. 21 spirals going one way and 34 going the other way um and so you see these types of like special number patterns that you'd never yeah right i'll send i'll send you a a post on it (laughs) i'll tell you somebody else to follow his name is jane 108 academy if i start Um,
0: seeing mathematics and plants i'm going to be very upset
1: <laughs> or you'll be inspired because I swear it's
0: that a fucking sunflower is smarter than me. I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm not going to be happy. I'm going to be so upset.
1: I know. See, because that's the ego that I swear that, that when I like, nothing can humble me like a plant can. When you look at a plant growing through a crack in a piece of concrete. How the hell is that thing living? It is determined to live.
0: That's literally the phrase I always say when it comes to people. Like, we're all just trying to crawl through that concrete. We're all trying to break through this freaking layer that gets put on us. I mean, it's instilled from you as a kid that you're going to aspire to be an astronaut. And next thing you know, you're not a fucking astronaut. You're working and then for you're UPS. Disappointed
1: in yourself and, then yeah.
0: <laughs> and then it leads into this whole road of just trying to do enough to survive. I'm like, is that what you want to say when you're on your deathbed? My grandfather you know, he's giving me so much advice. He goes, do you want to say you made it through life? Or do you want to say you had a life? And I was like, honestly, I just want to make sure I can make somebody proud. And he goes, well, you know what, you being born made me proud. And I'm like, Ben, fucking, I could do whatever I want now. Right. And he goes, no, still get a good job. So you're not struggling the rest of your life. And I'm like, but it's different from when you were a kid, you know, like I told, he grew up, like had to leave the army at the age of 20 something because his dad died and he had to go home and take care of the rest of his family. He was forced to grow up. He had, he didn't get his fun teenage party years. He had to go right to work, start building up, helping his family, doing all these things. So when I see him now hanging with like, um, my little nephew or something, he's a child. He's straight up coloring books, everything, you know, making daffy duck noises and having the time of his life. I'm like, dude, cause you didn't have that. You didn't have time to chill out and you know have fun with your kids you had to stay working 24/ 7 and now you get to treat the grandkids and the great grandkids like that and I'm like man why does it have to be when we get to be safe as in our retirement this isn't the society for that anymore so many people that are starting their own businesses at such a young age are being gamers and making millions of dollars doing that like, we've adopted into a new society where you could start your own business doing whatever, and you could thrive in it. If you did it right.
1: For everything. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's crazy too, because, um, I used to also have that outward, like, Oh, I have to, to make, to make something of myself in, in the outward perspective. And, um, it wasn't until that I started gaining that sense of like self pride that, that I really started to feel Like, whole and like wholesome, and stop really doing those like hamster on a wheel things, you know, where you're just like, oh, well, if I do this, then I'll get this. It's like, "Mm." so, um, you had mentioned something else though that I wanted to bring up. Oh, um, I was talking about your grandfather.
0: Oh, goodness. He has a lot of wisdom. He told me that when you go to the movies, don't get chocolate, get juji fruits, because that thing, you'll go through like five bites of it. And then it's just stuck in your teeth through like the rest of like eight different days. You're picking that thing out like the movies way over.
1: Um, I, I remember now what I was gonna say is, you said that your grandfather is is engaging in his childlike behaviors now, right? Yeah, I think that society makes us grow up, whether we like it or not like that and I've, as, through my psychedelic experiences, I've learned, and through, through other fellow human connections, that, um, it's no longer about growing up to be an adult, it's about growing up to stay a child, and to still find those, like, I am, I take, I take pride in my adult characteristics, but I also take massive pride in my ability to be so silly, and, and continue, like, I, like, someone please shoot me if I'm ever too serious. Like I will forever be a child at heart well into my sixties as well. And I will be doing those coloring books and I will totally be doing that. So I, I, I personally believe that that life is about keeping you young like that. Life is supposed to keep you young. You're not supposed to, to grow old. Yes. These vessels get old, but like, I believe our souls are infinite. So if you can stay in that, that beauty of what you are, then, then that's really success. Then you've really made it.
0: I think when people always like they see someone that's having like this joking your child like personality or what they call immature i think when they start saying like you need to grow up it's like do they just
1: or, you're just jealous you can't yeah
0: have fun. <laughs> well it's like the fact is like being Like ignorance is bliss, to be honest with you. Once you start associating with so much more and you start understanding more, you're constantly looking at the news, you're being involved in so much of everything that's going on in the world, you start really hating a lot of things. And it's because, not only because you're more aware, it's not saying don't be aware, but it's more of the sense of, it's too much information to process all at once. And that's what creates angers because you want to fix a situation. You want to express a situation, but you don't, you don't have power to, it's not, it one. you know, if you see something that's happening in another country, you can't do anything about it. It's out of your power. It's up to that. And what happens is that pisses people off because then they can't do anything about it. Then you're even twice as pissed. And I'm like, you, you need to focus on you. What can you do in your own life and how can you feel that you can make a change by doing something? And that's by not being a dick when you go out into the world. It's so freaking simple. I, when I get angry, I keep myself away from people because I know I'm not going to be a pleasurable person to ta- talk to. I,
1: I know. I'm like, I need to stay in my little cave if I'm having a day. De- like if I'm in my down days, I don't like, and my fr- my friends know because it'll be like a, three, a few days that I c- will have to come out of a funk. And my friends will message me. They're like, "Hey, I haven't heard from you. Are you okay?" Like, they know, and I'm just like, "Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just like really angry." And when I'm in an angry spot, I can't see clearly, and then I start projecting my anger on on, on other people. Um, <laughs> and I'm for like the fourth time. I'm going to bring this right back to my business because that's exactly what I try to do. Is and I also believe. <laughs> and, uh, yes, I do try to do that. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, I uh, uh, I do believe that that agenda on trying to distract people on their. Uh, inability to control what's happening I try to use my business and pull it all back and say okay yeah I know what we can't do anything right now I know that you and I can't sit here and change the carbons that are being produced by the concrete industry I can't do anything about that I've tried to run and do a lot of actually hemp um and cannabis advocacy but i look like this and i talk like this and people don't want to listen to this (laughs) people want to be entertained by this they don't want to be educated necessarily by this it's because
0: when we consider education it's got to be with a lab code or it's got to be with something like that instead of and it's also a factor of the word millennial has literally thrown the biggest mike tyson uppercut at somebody (laughs) because
1: (laughs) that's funny
0: i like millennials, Um I do think there's an issue, but I think it's more the fact that like we just, it's, it's a fact of caring way too much and trying to make up for what everyone has told us that has been the older generation's fault. Yeah. Caring it's, about
1: the wrong
0: yeah it's not, it's not millennials fault. It's just, you're, they're trying to do their best to make sure that they can, you know, sh- turn a new leaf, do this thing, try as much, because they're more in touch with their emotions, to be honest with you. That's a, having a sense of empathy, which I think is definitely needed
1: we're definitely blessed to to be that generation that uh, instills the other and I don't know if you have enough exposure to the to the generation below us but that generation's like I don't want to say that they're crazy but hopefully like one of my goals is to help inspire and like us as millennials have to kind of guide this next generation because they can either go towards a lot of the ineffective behaviors like Fortnite or they could use those skills and our magic things in our hands to really do something about it. And that's again why what I try to do with my business is I try to take something simple and and let people feel like they have control over themselves because they get they ha- it's like almost like having a pet. And instead of you know some people want don't want a pet, but they want the challenge of of growing something and so many people try to tell me all the time, "Oh, I don't have a green thumb. I have a black thumb." I you know what I say to that? <laughs> You're just not paying attention enough. <laughs> And that says a lot about our behaviors is if we can't pay attention enough to ourselves, how can we pay attention to anything else?
0: What's the easiest way you try and show that with your business, for instance, like, are you posting pictures and trying to show people like, here's a way that you can really kind of find the, the, the bright side of life, I would say.
1: Yeah. Um, I do it in a few ways. Um, I tell people, or I inspire people, to plant a sunflower. Um, sunflowers. There's there's two types of people in the world: people that absolutely love sunflowers, and then a really small, select few that uh, that actually have um, a very large fear of sunflowers, or they actually like. They're delicious.
0: They're delicious.
1: <laughs> I do. I do agree. But they. I don't know if people have seen it in a dream. I've heard multiple times that people are literally terrified of sunflowers because of the black middle and the fate, like the sunflower's face and they, like, see a face, and they think it's gonna eat them, I've heard that from multiple people that don't even know each other, it's so weird, but um, I try to, (laughs) those people aside, (laughs) um, I also carry other uh, pollinator seeds, but I try to, I try to engage the people, because right now, um, bees are a fucking trend, which is cute and all, but um, I would love it if, if people uh, really understood what they're, it's like, you, you can kind of see what I mean by this agenda, where something gets popular, and then it becomes, like, blurred, and then, like, Then you don't really know what you're really doing about it. So pollinators, um, we can uh, we can thank pollinators for every third bite of food that we eat. And what that means is um, bees. We are so reliant on pollinators, not just honeybees. And that's why I'm not just a honeybee educator. I'm a pollinator educator, and our partnership with those pollinators. Um, And uh, those pollinators are crucial to fabric, cosmetics, food fiber oil i mean like it's crazy what we need so when you tell me that you have less lightning bugs out in the east i'm concerned about your ecology because that means that less things are going to be regenerating and then we're going to be coming to this desolate land where nothing's working because we have no more flowers so the the way that that we can control that or at least feel like we're participating is by planting for our pollinators and that's why i say you don't really need to feel like you need to keep bees to help to help restore this population. You don't even need to follow pollinators like I do. All I need you to do is just plant a sunflower, plant a seed. Just start with one seed. And I actually went over to my friend's house yesterday, and she showed me her sunflowers, which are uh, that she grew that were mine. And she was so amazed by how big this sunflower can be and how many seeds come off of it from just one tiny little seed. And that's what I was trying to explain. I was like, that's exactly what I'm trying to get at is your tiny little action, when planted with love and kindness and watered with attention and integrity, you can create a whole field of dreams and a whole field of change. I know it sounds so small, but that's exactly what we're doing.
0: You're telling me (coughs) that I can have a baseball field in my backyard, like field of dreams, if I plant enough sunflowers?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I can
0: meet Babe Ruth.
1: (laughs) If you take enough psychedelics. (laughs) (laughs)
0: but like if honestly if you really look at it like there's those little flowers i used to uh, blow on as a little kid the ones that you would blow and all the little flakes would fly off yeah those would fly everywhere yeah that's those are are considered a weed though but they're beautiful and they honestly taste okay
1: yeah they taste okay yes and you know what what's even cooler about those they're good for you. Dandelion root helps the digestive system. So there's a lot of people, there's a bunch of hippie nerds out there. I'm included, I will admit. Um, there's a place by my house called Cold Press Juicery where they take dandelion roots and cold press them and they put it into like a, a shot. And whenever my stomach is like really upset or I've been eating a lot of shit food or like just eating, just I just really need to clean out my, my blood and my organs, I'll go drink some dandelion root and some ginger and some turmeric and, and feel so much better than just having a Tums, you know?
0: I'm telling you, there's a lot of natural stuff that's coming back. I think a lot of people are looking towards the natural remedies for things and, and, it's a world that's got some change definitely ahead of it. And I think when we were talking about before, um, kind of like stripping down the layers of yourself a little bit, but it's more like as a society, we're ripping apart the structure we have because it was built on a really shitty foundation. And I think it's time to rebuild on something a little bit stronger and a little bit more, I would say when I mean potent on the factor of it needs to go back to some roots not organic roots but it needs to go back onto some actual homegrown roots just like each and every one of us can really find a sense of ourselves in by going back to our homegrown roots
1: i totally agree with you um yeah i i (laughs) i think something that you actually also just mentioned which was one of the things that inspired me uh that cannabis actually taught me and i swear i have i have my plant downstairs and i just i look at it and it just it tells me things by by looking at its structure all of a sudden like a thought will pop into my head and i'm like oh like i just learned something about that had nothing to do with this cannabis plant but i remember i have actually a video of myself um i didn't even realize i love when i'm able to capture these things but i i took a video like a a time lapse of me cleaning up a a cannabis plant and um and i don't know if you know anything about growing cannabis but uh the best way to get them the most effective amount of tops and most amount of buds that you can you want to pull your plant apart because it'll be a lot of a bunch of sticks just going up and down but if you pull your plant apart and kind of space out these limbs then it allows for more light to enter in and you get more tops and you can and you can bloom better and that's when I realized like oh wait a second these challenges that pull me apart and make me not necessarily break but like I can get bent and I can get, I can get a little stressed, but all of that is essentially just pulling me open to allow more of that light in, in so that I can bloom and be even better. So that's why I try to inspire. And that's, that's what I do is I, I I try to use my Instagram I try to use my face to, to bring those concepts to life and whether or not you, you like the post because it's a pretty face with the plant, or if you actually read the post um, that's how I try to try to plant my seed. Because I even just I posted actually something right before we got on um, about another native plant out here um, that indigenous people used to use for all types of of, of remedies such as like blood clots, diarrhea, throat. Like it's crazy what we can what we got out what out here and have access to. But big old pharma got to get their little hands on it.
0: That was freaking important to what you just said. First of all, and you write that down for number I grow weed to get more <laughs> weed. Uh, but i think it was a if that was a fortune cookie response though the fact is that you know you really got to kind of open yourself up to let more things in i think a lot of people need to be more open in this world um if that's where you were going with that first at least what i took from it um yeah that man i gotta do a shout out to uh stephen walsh man He literally set this podcast up. He recommended you. He said, you know, this is someone you got to have on. And honestly, you proved at least, I mean, as much as I thought from when I was seeing your Instagram, I was like, obviously she's got, you know, some knowledge on some stuff because she found, you know, good form of happiness. And that is through nature. I mean, you know. And I think, uh, what you're doing with your businesses, it's, it's something for a lot of people out there that are going to need, cause I feel like we're too much shown in with our technology, all these flashy things, like here's a Coca-Cola ad, here's a Netflix
1: gratification. Yeah. And,
0: and it's like, you need that sometimes just, I mean, we love what, looking at nature pictures, but nobody ever wants to take the time to ever go experience that for themselves.
1: Yeah. Or even take the time to grow and wait for it. And I think that's something else that, that, um, that I have friends that that contact me about is they get so excited. They're so excited when they when they grow a sunflower. It's so sweet. It like, literally, I've, I've had tears brought to my eyes because people get so excited when they're like, my sunflower popped. Or like, I got it, like, here's my leaves. And like, people will send me pictures of their sunflowers every day, um, just showing me how excited they are. And like, it's so beautiful because I see people seeing differences when they, when they post these pictures, or when they send them to me, and they'll, they'll show me ones that the flower's, like, still, like, half closed, and it, it really shows to me that these people are finding beauty in even the most unperfect things, and that's also why I love sunflowers, is because these things are fucking gigantic, they are not graceful by any means, they are so large, and if you rub one the wrong way, like, they totally bother the shit out of your hand, like, they're so reflective of, of me at least that I had to share. And, and I just, I don't know, it's so beautiful to see people be inspired by, by nature, because I am so inspired by it. I can't help but share that with people.
0: So you gave me two takeaways here. you want the funny one and then the serious one, or you want the serious one and the funny one?
1: Let's do the funny one and the serious one then.
0: Okay. The funny one is fuck a bonsai tree, plant a sunflower. Fuck yeah and then the <laughs> serious one is what you said about the imperfections of things it goes back to courage the cowardly dog with the eel nice. in the bathtub where he said life is full of imperfections but that's the beauty in it i'm telling yeah. you go back and watch your old school cartoons you're yes. gonna learn some life fucking lessons from this oh i can
1: give chills totally i love courage <laughs> i love that it's so true, so true. Well,
0: well i think botanical jay Um, I've wasted enough of your time, but please promote everything you want to promote your site, everything.
1: Thank you, please. Um, I'm still currently working on a website, but it will be botanicaljco.com. Um, and, uh, or I think it's actually botanicalj.com. I'm sorry. It's botanicalj.com. And please follow me at at botanicalj.co on Instagram. Um, and I want to definitely give a shout out to his, you said his name was Stephen Walsh.
0: Stephen Walsh. He's known as Lickie's or Little Lickie's Honey.
1: Little Licky's Honey. Yeah, definitely want to give him a shout out as well, um, and I will absolutely be shouting you out on my page as well. Uh, this was absolutely a pleasure. Um, please definitely stay tuned. I also, I'll be teaching, uh, I'm, I'm writing, I'm currently writing curriculum for students um, uh, throughout all types of ages, but uh, I will definitely be booming and blooming from here, so stay tuned. So I, I appreciate you having me and, and having this discussion. It was beautiful.
0: There's more to grow is how we say it.
1: There is more to grow. That's so true.